Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Monday, December 4, we're back. It's National Sock Day. Also National Cookie Day, which is important. Shout out to Cookie. I'm a sock guy, generally. Although Alex kind of a few years ago did teach me the way of being a slipper guy, which I firmly am in the winter. Yeah, I think it's important. Um, at least for me, I think like I I always get a little sniffly. I got a runny nose. I think that's just because I'm first generation. Uh, immig- immig- Im- no. How's that work? First generation from immigrants. How does that right? First Second generation, generation, right? Yeah, Canadian. yeah, yeah. First generation hey. Canadian. Um, and then yeah, I don't know. I I know when I walk around like barefoot around the house and stuff, I just get sick. So I need to have socks and slippers on for the most part. And I actually uh, I bought some new slippers at Joe Fresh, and they're rocking. Like they're great. So I'm really enjoying them. So what did the uh... Like, where does the first immigrant status come into play for this slipper talk? (laughs) Oh, because it's cold here, I think. It's cold here. Like, for, like, my parents, like, Canada's, like, too cold. But even back home, they wear slippers. So when you add the fact that it's colder here, like, you have to have slippers, so. I feel like back home, they wear slippers just because, like, it's dirtier in the houses. Like in they Algeria, were... at least you're not walking around the house barefoot. Yeah, I don't know. There's a huge slipper culture, I guess. Like, see, even even in Algeria, yeah, um, and Eastern Europe, I'd say, huge slipper culture. Hmm. So, you have you been wearing your slippers? Yeah, I, I actually got a new yeah. pair myself as well. I got some Uggs, Tom Brady style. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's great because it's a little like because now I understand like because Americans wear shoes in the house, right? Like some do. Mm-hmm. So, but this is a little better than wearing shoes, I'd say. It's just like, you know, I think you slip them on, slip them off. You don't have to like Velcro your shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm not against, you know, a lot of people are very against shoes in the house. It doesn't bother me. Like I, I'm okay with it, but in Canada, it's just hard to get away with in the, like nine months of the year, your shoes are just going to be disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I'm one of those people. I'm, I walk around my house barefoot all the time and I'm very anti-shoes in the house. I like to, uh, not even socks though, or slippers and your pair, like your pants. I'll wear socks if it's like really cold, but like, yeah, it, it depends on the day, you know, but when I change into my at home clothes, then I take my socks off. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, I like to let the dogs out at home as well. I got no problem with that. I, I'm doing that right now, but it's nice to have the slippers for those hard floor areas when it gets to the winter time. It's just nice to have them. Owen's been quiet. I don't know, you know, we've kind of exhausted the slipper talk, but if he wants this or cookies, I'll let him go. Yeah, I have. A, I actually have a pair of slippers, but I wear them outside. Oh, so yeah. I don't, the, I don't really like wearing feet, footwear inside. The North Face, right? Yeah. I wear them all the time. Good on Although you. it's been a little bit less than last year. Mm. Anyway, NFL football week, what, what was that, 13? Done. We're getting kind of dangerously close to the end. I hate to be that guy oh, to bring it up classic but, film yeah, i know i just had to play my role there yeah we're it's it's getting there week 13 we're doing this before the packer game if something crazy happens we'll hop back in but obviously there was a headline game and i think owen said it best um it's always been the niners oh yeah, yeah. for sure 
Yeah, it is. How, well, that I mean, I've been on the Niners for a while, as have most of the show. Um, <laughs> but I mean, this is, I think, the, I think the three game stretch through a lot of people, you know, the three game losing streak sort of set uh, through people off the scent. But we forget this team. I mean, they haven't really lost much at all over the last two years. So um, I think this is the best team in the NFL. I, I, I've been saying it for a little bit now, but this is, I think, showing a lot of people because I know a lot of people were on the Eagles. Like there's this narrative that, They've been winning ugly, but the, the, that's just kind of their style. And then, like, <laughs> they're just, like, get it done. And they're just sort of hard-nosed. Um, but the reality is they just win close games because they're not that good. So, yeah. Yeah. I would love yeah. to squeak by teams and have people make the excuse for me that that's the way that we play. Like, imagine if that's what people said about the Steelers. Well, you got to, I mean, <laughs> that's just the way they win. You got to respect yeah. that. They find a way <laughs> Yeah, it's like, against uh, the Bengals with no quarterback. Yeah, that was that. a huge narrative too, and it was actually super annoying because people were like, "Oh, just you know, bet the Niners in the first half, but then Eagles in the second <laughs> half. Like they're you know they're gonna win the game. You know, I saw the Eagles down seven. I knew they were gonna win that game. It's like, no, dude. Ah. I'll say this: it is nice to have a villain in sports, and I feel like that's the Eagles because usually you know it's like Dallas or the Patriots or whatever, but the Eagles actually play up to it. And the thing is that exchange and i saw people this is why i don't like the eagles fans the people online who are like oh don't mess around with big lou it's like big lou's an idiot <laughs> he put his hands on a player for no reason and then somehow they got lucky that the niner guy got kicked out like i would i would keep messing with big lou because that guy seems like he's a pretty hot head like let's well some keep people guys think that's don. his job big don yeah big some don. people think that's his job yeah i think well adam's the, the, sort of tweeting at me here um and yes, I did. I mean, I think I had a sort of a, an incorrect reaction. I do, I do, I, I do see it a little bit differently than you guys in the sense that I think it was less aggressive than maybe you guys do. Like to me, it looked like um, there was sort of a maybe a hard tackle, and he decided it was uh, sort of his responsibility to get in the way and sort of protect his player, break up any sort of uh, interaction there between Greenlaw and Smith. Um, but you're right; he shouldn't have put his hands uh, on a player, and he should probably get suspended or fined for that. It's also probably too late to protect your player after the tackle already has occurred. I don't know how much protecting you're doing there, but well, I know. I think, but I think there was like some jawing um, after the play, or like some. I, I think in his eyes, at least the way maybe I saw it, was like it was a hard hit, and he wanted to make sure that uh, there wasn't going to be anything further between Greenlaw and Smith, and so he was trying to push them apart. At least that's what I saw in the video. Yeah, well, this is just the way I see the Eagles is that this guy sees it as like, oh, all of a sudden, like, I have the right to, like, step in and make something happen. And wouldn't you know it, the whole, like, there was, if he wasn't there, there was going to be five other coaches who stepped up too. Like, they carry themselves that way. And Sirianni was one of the guys who was right in there too. And that just sort of the bravado that bugs me. We don't need to go into that. But I was just happy to see the Niners exert their will. And there is a difference between San Francisco fully healthy and every other team in the league. And I believe on Christmas night, when the Ravens take on the 49ers, that's a preview of what we'll be seeing in Las Vegas this February. That's what wow. I would like to say. And I love that take. Not to go out of mode, but two, 18 months ago, I sat up on this show and I said I predicted Eagles, or sorry, I predicted 49ers Ravens Super Bowl. I was just a year early. Let's just make sure that mm -hmm. that's known. It was I was actually right I, all along. I also want to say probably 13 months ago when McCaffrey got traded to the Niners, you were saying you didn't see it with this trade. Okay, well, let's 
that's getting cut. I don't want that on the record. Um, <laughs> that was kind of slander. Alex has well, been very I, quiet. I do want to say, oh, yeah, we were going to make the same transition. There's one guy here who is actually kind of loves the Eagles. Yeah, and he's been <laughs> he's strangely been quiet. Yeah, I, I I, don't know. I, You guys, I kind of want to let you do your uh, 49ers talk and guess up the 49ers and well-deserved win. In regards to the Eagles, definitely tough uh, loss there at home. I think it was a closer game until about mid-third quarter, and then it kind of got, you know, <laughs> The 49ers kind of blew it open there towards the end. And I think the I think the emotions just ran a little too high and the and the defense just couldn't keep up with the 49ers at all. But uh, I'm not too worried. I mean, they got a smacking, you know, in the regular season. But uh, you know, I think in the if these, you know, teams meet in the playoffs, I, I don't think that, you know, this is the type of score that would uh that would occur. Like so from what it looks like, I still feel like the Eagles would have that home field advantage. Anyways, I, I still feel like they'd probably finish as the number one seed uh, in the NFC. Um, you know, everyone's banking on a healthy 49ers team. That hasn't happened in like the last like six years. So we'll see Not if it happens Alex. this year. But yeah, I do. I do kind of have a question for you related to that one. We were doing the over-unders at the start of the year. You said with no context, you guys know how I feel about the 49ers. I'm going to be honest, I still don't know what you meant by that. And I'm kind of just like, well, he doesn't like, like is it like you don't like, no, them? no, it wasn't, it wasn't really an assessment on, 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 uh, their game or anything. You just I think hate it was them. just like a, yeah, I just don't like them. So you're kind of like us on the Eagles, but for the Niners. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. And I, and I, you know what? I'll admit, I'll admit fault too. Like I, I didn't like Sirianni starting stuff too at the, like before the game during warmups, I, I don't think that puts your team in, you know, the right state of mind to begin the game. And I think that kind of leaked over during the game. I mean, when you see your coach kind of going at the 49ers players and yelling and you're like, oh, like I want to do the same. And then I feel like we saw some of that throughout the game. And like you said, there were some stupid penalties on just like extra points and whatnot. So I feel like I'll give credit to the 49ers. I feel like they knew where their head was at and they knew what they wanted. Um, you know, they kind of kept their cool for the most part and were just folk, you know, eyes on the prize. Eagles kind of wanted to make more of a show out of it, get the, you know, security guard involved. Sirianni was involved. Everybody was involved. So I think if they can clean that up, um, they can keep it closer next time. I don't know if this was a fake report or not, but I heard that the coach was showing them like trash talk videos and yes. telling them to take like that is just so crazy. But why do you need trash talk videos though when you're 10 and 1 heading into this game? Yeah. Trash talk what? You have a better record. Um you're a good team. You're playing at home. Just go out and do your thing that you've been doing all season. What do you need to trash talk? Like what do you have to prove? Well, that's exactly what my thing is. I think they have this weird thing where they want to be underdogs and like i get it they were technically underdogs today but i saw the the thing of the uh the linebacker on the team put a beware of the dog sign up above over his locker it's like you're 10 and 1 no you're probably the super bowl favorite you have the mvp favorite nobody thinks you're like the 2017 eagles that were down to their backup quarterback and is disrespecting you nobody thinks that way about you so i don't know why they tried to manifest that narrative and i agree with you it should have been the same message like Go out there and play the way we've been playing and we'll have better success. Play a more calm game than the 49ers will because the 49ers obviously have like revenge factor on their mind. They dressed in all black. They lost that game in the playoffs last year when it wasn't really their fault that they even lost it. If the Eagles had just had the message of we want to play a cool game and and use our home crowd to our advantage and just stay calm, I think they would have had more success. But furthering on Adam's point, I read that Sirianni was telling them that 
you need to uh, obsess over your opponent like Michael Jordan did and all this stuff. And I just, I don't know. Beat them in the playoffs last year, like you yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. Like, relax. If anything, it should be the 49ers doing the trash talk videos and, and you know, showing their emotions during the game. Exactly. Like, come on. I don't get it, but that's something that maybe they'll change up in the uh, playoffs. Because I imagine, obviously, it would come down to those two again. I still feel like they're probably the two best teams in the NFC, although... Dallas on Thursday. Did that do anything for you, Owen, or are you not buying yet? Heading into the biggest game on Sunday night next week. Well, it did a little bit for me because I think the Seahawks are better than some of the teams they've played, um, albeit like not by much. But again, I mean, Dallas, it's this, it's similar to Miami in the sense that I think they need to beat uh, the, the really big, you know, really good opponents that are in front of them rather than you know, just keep beating up on mediocre opponents. So I, I'm withholding judgment. Um, but this game against uh, the Eagles will be a good test because they lost their first time they played. Um, and so I'm expecting this one to be close again. Like, how do you feel about Thursday night is what I'm curious about. Well, I, I feel a little bit better about it, to be honest. I thought their defense was better. Heat. Yeah, like that a, Geno Smith went up and down the field on the Cowboys defense. Oh, uh, that with was like heat. a bruised throwing arm. Yeah, I wasn't loving that. Bland yeah. was getting cooked. Bland, I mean, that was very heat. I, I was I was not expecting a full cooking. So it doesn't really change my opinion of them, but at least it's a little bit nice to know that they had another close fourth quarter where I thought they made more plays than the other team. And Dak looks really good. You gotta admit. I mean, he that that Seattle secondary, say what you want about the rest of the team, but that secondary's got some Got some guys on it, so okay. Not Reek. Reek Woolen's had a bad. I, I think Reek Woolen's been pretty bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't know if he's so been I, great. I, but besides Witherspoon, I personally like even like Devonte Ad- or Devonte Adams, um, Jamal Adams. Yes, thanks, Owen. Um, even he's been just like he'll make like a play here or there, but I I don't think he's been super super good for them. I, I love Witherspoon. I think that kid's insane. Um, but Reek Woolen, man, oh my god, like. The amount of, I think he had like two or three PIs during the game, and like it, it was really bad. So, um, I, I don't know. I personally, my takeaway, I didn't feel great about Dallas. I didn't feel great just because what I've seen from the Seahawks last few weeks hasn't been great. Um, I don't think their defense is that nice. Um, and even their offense, I didn't expect that big of an outburst, you know. Um, and then they made the switch. I think Bland gave up the two touchdowns to DK. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put Stefan Gilmore and DK still got another touchdown. Like that third touchdown, he was like just he didn't even have to move. He was just kind of waiting for the ball to, to drop into his hands. Um, so I don't know. That was that might have been a poor preparation part on, on McCarthy's part. I don't know. So it it was surprising for me, especially at home. You know, I was really confident in the picks that, you know, Dallas was gonna um cover this just because they're autumn really good at home, especially against bad defenses. Um, and they didn't do that. So, But I'm curious to hear what Adam has to say. Well, first, before Adam goes, I just want to say, this is a chance for Philadelphia to correct what we were talking about on coming in with a calmer game plan because they should be saying, we we have a better team on paper. We're 10-2. and two. We beat these guys already. Let's just focus up and do that. But I, I've checked the opening line, and it opened at Dallas minus three against hmm. Philadelphia. Dallas is at home, of course. Oh, my God. But this is a chance for Philadelphia because they're again underdogs to correct the burning hot thing that they did today that I thought 
did not work in their favor. But now we go to Adam ahead of probably the biggest week of his life, aside from the time that he was looking heat in a couple classes. <laughs> well, what do you want me to start with? Uh, I mean, I guess I'll start with the defense. Um, I was not overly concerned with the defense as I thought a lot of people were. Um, I think Seattle just uh, had a really good game plan, especially in the first half. And it worked out. And when we made adjustments in the second half, it was a lot better. The defense, you know, won us the last three drives, uh, stops on fourth down the last three drives. And it would, it's also Dallas's third game in 11 days. So, you know, those guys are tired. You're playing a team that's, you know, fighting for their life. Like we kind of mentioned on the pod, it's a team that's kind of like doing everything they can to win every play. So based on what I've seen all season, one one game from the defense where you're allowing a lot of points isn't really going to move the needle for me. I've seen enough from the defense to know uh, what they are that I'm not too overly concerned with, you know, one good performance from the Seahawks. My major takeaway from Thursday is that I'm uh, a lot more confident in the offense than I was before. I think that was kind of the concern with Dallas, like red zone offense, situational offense. Can we get it done in, you know, in tougher spots? And I think that kind of made me feel better about that. Um, but then again, none of this is really going to matter if you can't beat the Eagles. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm scared. Can you admit right now, if you don't beat the Eagles on Sunday, it's over. The dreams are done. As in, what does that mean? Making the NFC Championship game or better is done. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. I think that's still possible. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's likely. I'd say we have to beat the Eagles to have a good chance. But I mean, if you don't, you're the five seed, you beat Atlanta in the playoffs, and then you get another game against the Eagles again. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree too. You get three cracks at the Eagles, you never know. Yeah, yeah third might crack can work. But yeah, I mean, I, I would be concerned for sure if we don't beat the Eagles. Okay, and good. I think we, I think we should beat them. I, I think we should. I agree. If there's ever a time, it appears to be now with the Eagles sort of taking a downturn this past week so i'm with you but again we can't do any action until then the ravens are obviously on by the chiefs are playing right now so if uh even if they were to lose i'm just not ready to to part with them in the elite zone at all i don't imagine anybody is we're pretty locked into that um as far as the rest of the good zone did you learn anything about either the uh the texans or the lions today owen no the texans sorry looked uh it was basically the game i was expecting them to play um and then the Lions looked it was a pretty typical Lions game where you score a lot of points, give up a ton of points, and then win by you know almost a score. So really it was like exactly how I would imagine both games to go. I agree. I agree. I was really proud about my pick. I mean, it still hit the Lions pick. I guess that we didn't choose on the pod. But anyways, but I would have liked to see more from them. I'm still confident in this group, but let's, you know, try and close it out, you know, a little bit more there towards the end. You know, a five score, five point game is still a little tight, um, but uh, but at least the offense was still buzzing. The defense is re- like really concerning to me. Yeah. So heat. It's so heat. I, and I don't know what's going on there. I think um, you never like to demote off a win, but I'm ready to put them in the frisk zone because their defense is so bad. They can't. They're they're making but their offense is so good though. But yeah, I mean, I think that's crazy to do that. I don't know. You're like we said last week. You're pretty much relying on Jared Goff 
to play mistake-free football if, if you want to win. And there's only one way they can beat you. It's got to be 45-40 if you play a good team because they can't, they can't stop anybody. But they do that, though. But they're not doing it you against know, but, good teams. They're doing it against the but, Saints. Again, they've beaten good teams earlier in the season. Well, the um, defense I is think different. Outside of the week one doesn't matter anymore. I'm sorry. I know, I, but you, there's you nothing we can do. Time. Like, are we going to demote them because of a five-week-ago loss to the Ravens now? No, I'm not saying I don't know that. what else we can do here. I'm saying what about that the loss to the Packers last week? As a future indicator of performance, I'm saying look, the games that they've had to win recently, they played the exact same game today that they did against the Chargers. It's like, we've got to beat these teams in this way or else we can't do it. And if they make mistakes, they get bopped on like the Packers and the Ravens games because that, those are the games where Goff turns the ball over. Like He's got to hit a level every week if they want to win. And when they start playing these better teams, like when they play Dallas, I, Dallas might roll them over like on offense. Dallas might put up 56 on them because they can't, they can't stop anybody. Yeah, I mean, the defense is concerning. I would, I would move to keep them where they're at. They're still four and one in their last five, and I, I get your concerns, but that's fine. They could easily go on to win the next. They could easily go on to win all their games um, up until Dallas, which are Bears, Broncos, and Vikings. Like I, I, they could totally win those games. Well, I mean, this is just like another Miami slash Dallas situation. Like they just, they haven't played anyone, and the teams that they have played, they just don't beat. Yeah, I mean they beat the beat the Chiefs, but in week one, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how far oh, why that one wouldn't it's count. Still though. a raw win. We why would that not count? We can't keep going back to that. I mean, every well, time we, we bring up the, the Lions, ones? you say they beat the Chiefs in week one, right? Because they did three okay. months ago. I they did fair enough. But I don't know. So what's the cutoff? Is it is do we cut off until their last? Their I last mean, when we're talking about any other team, you don't bring up they beat this one team that one time. Like it's an outlier. Well, if. Yeah, but Miami literally but you, hasn't even beaten it. Like when we team. talk about you could the Jets say the Ravens poverty, is an outlier. When we talk about the Jets in poverty, we don't say, "Oh, they beat the Bills in Week One." The Jets can't even put up more than like seven points. Yeah. If you want to talk about outliers, the Ravens game and the Chiefs game, we can strike from the record. In that case, they have an overtime loss to the Seahawks, uh, and then a uh, a loss to the Packers last week. And I think that resume is not sufficient to move them down. Okay, I'm I'm fine to keep to, them where to be, they are. To be fair, Owens Owens kind of right. The Ravens kind of haven't really even beaten anybody this year. If we're being, you know, we can say that about every team, probably except for like I the, don't think so. The Niners. <laughs> yeah, the Niners. The Eagles have beaten a lot of good play, a lot of good teams. That's true. Dallas, Buffalo. Yeah, if Broncos, Miami. Yeah, they. they that's true. I, I I see what you're saying. My my greater concern is that I think they are very much teetering towards the frisk zone. Like I, I imagine if they had another loss, which I can see happening very clearly because it almost happened again today. Um, I, I could see us flipping on them. Cause I just don't, I, I, I don't like the way they're trending is my point, but I'm fine to keep them where yeah. they are. Like you said, I don't want to disrespect them, but it's just, I'm trying to call it like I see it. And I think they're, they're bleeding. They sir, Yeah. That's, I mean, they're bailing water out of a sinking ship a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yes, I think they're doing a decent job of doing that. Let's go. Yeah, and but and in regards to Houston, I I don't have anything to say. It's just they're right where they are, and that was the, the pretty classic Houston game to me. Yeah, I I agree with. I mean, Stroud didn't play very well. I think the Tank Dell injury. Uh, you know, he's been great for them, but Stroud has a knack to just pick up whoever's in the lineup and make them good too. Like he's done that with Noah Brown this year and with 
Nico Collins, obviously, and Dalton Schultz will have his big game. So it's not a major concern to me that he's down. Obviously, it would be better if they had him, but I, uh, you know, that was a pretty classic Houston. They, they get things done, and that was a big, obviously, that was the best game of the day. Uh, Denver, to me, would make a case you could put them up. Even though they lost, I think they're showing that they're a pretty serious team. I know they're 6-6, six and six, and it's going to be kind of an uphill battle for them to make the playoffs, but if you look at who they're playing, like, the way that they're playing right now, I think they'll beat the Chargers twice. They got to play the Chargers twice and they'll win both of those games. They got to beat the Raiders one more time. And I think in their last five, they're not overly difficult. I could see them going four and one and I can see them, us deciding to move them up now because I think them hanging in these last few weeks. And even though they lost today, like, I don't know, they put in more of an effort than I thought they would. And I thought Wilson looked pretty good. I don't know if anyone else wants to go. I'm not. I mean, I'd have a hard time doing that. Okay. (laughs) I got to see more. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say their win streak was like Mickey Mouse because it wasn't, but I wasn't a dominating win streak in my opinion. No. And I don't want to, I don't want to hate too much because I kind of really like the Broncos, but I think uh, a lot of it was like big turnover differential that led to wins, which is normally not, incredibly sustainable and like a good indicator of how good your team is. Like sometimes that's just lucky. And so I would like to see a a good performance, like a solid, you know? Yeah. And to me, like if they play every team in Frisky um, today, I think those are all field goal games for one side to the, like, you know, one side or the other. I don't know if you saw it. Houston could have went up 23 to three on that pick six that they blew dead for no reason. That was a, or the fumble six, whatever it ended up being. It was on P Ryan. That was a, the the game would have been over right there. They were pretty fortunate to get that bounce, but you know, I I see what you're saying. And I think they would probably be in a field goal game with those other three. I just think that they're going to close out the schedule pretty strong and they might not make the playoffs, but they're going to have a pretty good finish here. I think I don't see them falling off, even though they lost today. Um, did you learn anything about those Fritz teams that are left, Alex? You want anything on Miami, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, who are going to be without uh, Pickett for a little while? Seattle, Pittsburgh's got to play the Patriots on Thursday, which is just gonna just everybody leave the house. Don't even like tempt yourself to turn it on. I didn't learn anything about the Dolphins. The Pittsburgh loss is pretty eye-opening for me. I'd say, like, really at. Yeah, I feel like just at home. I mean, Phil kind of convinced me that, you know, they would they would beat them. Um, the line was telling us that too. Like, I wasn't really expecting the Cardinals to come in at Pittsburgh and, and win them, especially in like a really bad weather game. Yeah, Steelers are a little fluky-ish to me. Just some of these wins, man, their schedule <laughs> is, is a little, if you want to talk about fluky, I feel like the Steelers kind of are every year, but especially this year. And I don't um, want Phil to bring up the Kenny Pickett didn't play card because well, I don't think that was... I don't think that would have made it. I don't think he's a 21-point spread difference between him and Trubisky. He is much better. Mitch Trubisky is one of the three worst quarterbacks who played today, 100%. He's and Kenny Pickett awful. would be also part of that. No, he wouldn't. Kenny Pickett's not great. I, I'm not saying that he is but he had a decent start to the game and that's he gets hurt on the third and goal at the one where we were about to go up 10 to three. I'm not saying that it would have been a totally different result, but I can certainly say that he is much better than Mitch Trubisky. And I think like if we, we can demote them off this game, that's fine. They don't have the, 
they don't have like the the creds to stay up if if you want to go that way with their wins. They don't have the resume certainly, but to me that was kind of a fluky game and that there was two weather delays. The quarterback went out for the game. I to me it was sort of an odd game. That's what I felt. But the Steelers obviously played awful and I can't isn't that I'm not the type going to defend it. You expect the Steelers to win? Like the odd Yeah, that's the game. that's what my point is. Yeah. More the more weather delays, the more I expect the Steelers to win. I don't know what you can expect the Steelers to do and not do anymore. <laughs> Browns, I, I mean, I don't think you can really hate on them. I think that entire team is so injured and hurt. And I know Miles Garrett played, but I don't think he practiced all week and everything. So I don't know if it's really worth a demotion. Who do they have coming up? Let me take a gander. Because I'll be honest, I think the, uh, the defense, if, if it's this bad and injury plagued, uh, like they're going to be starting Flacco the next five weeks, and they're just not going to have good enough quarterback play. They got yeah. Jags, Bears, Browns, Texans, Bengals. Those are the last five. Yeah, it's like Jags, that's Bears, like three, two three and two at best. Yeah, I'm willing to punt on them. I think that they've uh, played their best games. Same. Okay. Me too. But I feel like if we do that, the Steelers probably need to. They sort of need to move together in my mind. They're sort of the same. The, I that's fine, but what do the Steelers have coming up? Because I think it's pretty easy. The Patriots should be a win. Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. So another three and two, two and three. Yeah, they could both go. That's fine. Well, there's also another team in Frisky that we need to address because we kind of missed out on them last week. Oh, who? Uh, Minso. Like we said on th- on Wednesday night, I think the shine is off with Dobbs, but I'm willing I'm willing to give him another week because I liked their build up to this point enough that I I want to see it through a little I, bit. I agree. I agree. Really? If they beat the Raiders, everyone forgets about the uh, about the Bears' loss. If they he- beat the Raiders, I don't think so. is a heat sentence for keeping them up. <laughs> it should be when they yeah. beat the Raiders. But I mean, the Raiders aren't like. They're in like the Jets type bad. Like I could totally like the Raiders are not that bad. Yeah, but that just shares how how much we lack confidence in the Vikings. Okay, do we want to kick three of the three of them out then? Because if we're taking out Pittsburgh and Cleveland, which I'm fine with, then do we want to take Minnesota with them? I'm willing to give them another week personally, but I think we take them because there's some guys in in uh, in Unserious that I think deserve some yeah some, uh, spotlight. Uh, you guys want to take them all? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Triple drop. Buy Browns, buy Steelers, buy Vikings. Owen, which ones jump out to you and unserious? I'll give you two. So the first, the yes. Colts, yeah. way overdue. The Colts need to be frisky. I, and then... Yeah. I've been... I'll give you the that. floor for that one. The other the other name I have is the Packers. I have another name as well. Me too. After you. I have another name as well, Adam. You'd say it because I think you and I are thinking the same thing. I don't think we are. I like Atlanta. I think oh they're my frisky. God. No. Man, a Jets win is just worth I'm, so little. Though. I'm throwing my body in front of that. They barely beat <laughs> Simeon and Boyle. I think they can win out. No. I think they can win out the rest of their schedule. I think you're putting way too much faith in the Falcons if you think that's a possibility. I was so gonna... you think they can beat the Texans next week? They don't play the Texans. Oh, heat. Sorry. They play Bucks, Panthers, Colts, Bears. Man, that is just a wasteland. I don't. Oh. Honestly, I'm willing to say I don't care if they win out. I still think that's an unserious football team. I don't care if they make the playoffs. Honestly, me too. 
That's a I that's think a Vikings. Risky. I, I think they got we some put, risk. We had the Vikings and Sirius as like a what eleven win team last year. Yeah, yeah, thirteen win team. Thirteen. I, I don't yeah. think this is one of those situations. I do. I think they're closer to poverty than they are to frisky. I think they're great. Like on Sirius, is they're not poverty to me, but they'd be very low frisky. Like I think they're I think they're one of the better teams once we move these other guys out of on Sirius. I think they're one of the better teams in there. I'm uh, a Jets staying. win is just like that. That's just a practice. Yeah, you just you just had a good practice. <laughs> it, it wasn't you even know? that good. They barely beat them. Yeah. So all right, my vote was going to be the Rams. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. I think mm-hmm. the Rams have turned a corner again. They've done about a, they've done three U turns this season. Now yeah. they're heading back up the road. I kind of like them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. I I knew that was going to come, so I kind of wanted to do the Falcons. Is try, it try is it crazy to say that Kyron Williams is like a top ten running back, top six running yeah. back? That guy's lights out. He's nasty. Yeah, he's good, but I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how much I believe if these running backs are good or not. I just never know. Yeah, well, I can... I'm not. I'm not a fan of this, but. Like I think, kind of squeaked out a Seahawks win, beat a bad Cardinals team, and beat up a really beat up Browns team as well. Uh, I get they've won. I get they've won three in a row, but I think the Ravens are going to kill them next week. That's a good point. Well, we, it's the Ravens. Harbaugh off a bye too. That might get ugly. We might look. We might look dumb if we do it now. I, I, you know, like they do have the Commanders and the Giants in their next in their last five, but. Guys, we can't. I mean, can't thirty-six say, on the Browns is nasty. Though. We can't yeah, say we good. can't promote them because they are probably going to lose to the Ravens next week. No, no, like, no, no, no. I'm, not, I'm yeah. saying they're yeah. that, and I think their three-game win streak is a little fluky to me. Like, I'm not that hyped that they beat the Browns and the Cardinals. What about the Seahawks? Oh, they, they kind of they beat them Seahawks, by a lot. I don't know what you. I don't know what you guys want from this Browns team anymore, man. Like, they're they literally are getting people off the street to come play for them. Yeah, they're they're really bad. See, they're. I think we should do this flip. I think we're in agreement on the Packers and the Colts. I think that's an absolute slam dunk. Those two yeah. are coming up, and even though the Colts' wins are not that glamorous, they're they're still getting them, and their schedule is very easy. And I think they're much better than the teams right. in Unserious. They would be most. Of them. And I want to say, really well coached too. Steichen seems like a just a home run. He seems like a, a great coach to me. Yes, and I think Minshew, uh, to be honest, he has on like four or five moments a game where it's just mass heat. Like he does something incredibly <laughs> dumb, and somehow like three of them have a tendency to work in their favor. Like they get knocked down or something. Like he almost threw a pick on the goal line in overtime today, and then they went back to the same play on the second one that they got in on. So I don't know. They have a way of evading his uh, sort of erratic play, but. Okay, Colts, Packers, regardless, they come up. Rams were in debate on. Falcons is a no, right? We're not doing the Falcons. Yeah, no. if, yeah we can if, kibosh that. I don't know. If Stafford's playing, this team is frisky. That's just how I see it. Well, I feel like oh, you three are in agreement, though, to bring up the Rams. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just taking my point, though. So you guys obviously like bring them up. I'm just... Okay. So that's three up, three down. I like that. Is there anybody out of Unserious you want to see go down, Alex? I think the commanders need to go down. Like, what a joke. Yeah. Teams put up 50 on them every game. 
I think on their good days. And sure, I know Dallas and 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 Miami have good offenses, but like, come on, like, you should be an NFL defense here. Like, let's <laughs> NFL let's defense limit it down a little bit. On their good days, I like them, but you can't be losing like this. And I think if they don't, if Ron doesn't like resign, if they're not going to fire him and he doesn't resign, I mean, he clearly just doesn't have any control. They just don't feel like showing up. Well, I think I think they just don't want to do it midseason because they know that they're going to be promoting the enemy. I think that's a good point. That's a good theory. Like they don't need to fire and be like, "Hey guys, we want a new coach," because they know it's just going to be the enemy next year. Or they might want to go do an external hire, pay lots of money to get somebody glamorous, and they don't want to be enemy to have success, so they feel pressure to keep them or something. Oh, I, I see mean, what this- you're saying. But if if you know the enemy's your guy, though, why uh, why wouldn't you give him the last five games of the year to I, get a head start? I don't think they want him as the head coach necessarily. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Oh. Then that's different. I don't know. My theory is kind of like the reason you fire your head coach midseason is so that people know that you need, like coaches know that you're looking. It'd be enemy when he was on the Chiefs, right? We knew he couldn't be the head coach of the Chiefs because they were never going to get rid of Andy Reid. But I think once you give him, like once the excuse is there for him to be the coach, and if you decide we don't want him, I think there's going to be some big backlash to that. Like, I think it was just finding the opportunity in the first place that was uh, the problem. You follow what I'm saying? Or no? No, but... Yeah, maybe it only right. made sense to me. I don't know. Like, what's the case to keep the commanders? Is it just that they're close? Kind of, kind of close? Sure, Sam Howell did throw, like, maybe the worst pick six I've seen in my life today. Oh, like, I've seen some bad ones. But normally it's like the guy jumps the route. But this was like, the guy was... The route was already jumped. Yeah, like, that one was a bad one. And pound for pound, probably the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, I with think no we, with no good wins. Just so you guys <laughs> know, your new like your favorite team, the Rams, are playing them off a bye next next week, and then they finish off the season with the 49ers and the Cowboys. So I think we might as well just put them in. But I might think as well just you yeah, need to remember that FJ. FJ Shiesty said Howell is better than Dak, and I said why. He said numbers <laughs> don't lie. He has more passing yards. So I mean, I don't know. If well, I know numbers don't lie. Picks. Giants put thirty-one on them. Cowboys put forty-five, <laughs> and the Dolphins put forty-five on them this week. Exciting Giants put thirty-one on them. Disaster. Yeah, the Giants yeah. put thirty-one on them at home, dude. I'm down to demote. I don't like, know. That's such a demote. I want to say though, I don't. I don't know if Howell is the like Howell no. is not great. Huh. But he's a, you know what was crazy? He, he can throw it watching, around a little bit. Watching <laughs> him live at that Seahawks game, I was like, "Wow, franchise quarterback." I mean, yeah. I said this. Yeah. I said this to Phil in week two, and he thought I was psycho. He's to me, he's just Baker Mayfield. Like that's just what he is. And I said wow. it to Phil in week two, and Phil's like, "He is nothing." And every oh, week, man. I see more Baker Mayfield. More. He has more. the worst line in the NFL and the worst defense in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's better than Baker. That's what I'm saying. I, I do too. I think he's well, not. What about Baker when he was on the Browns and they won like 12 games? Well, that he had a better situation than he did. He had a great line. He had Nick Chubb. He had Odell. He was not throwing Odell, mind Almost you. Almost like but... an inverse situation. Yeah. I... I think they're the exact same player. They play the same. They look the same. They kind of like, you know, carry themselves the same. No, I think he's a little more modest. You know. No. Well, he, he didn't go to Ohio State and shove the flag into midfield when he beat them. <laughs> so maybe he didn't yeah. have the chance. He was playing for UNC. But I'm saying that. I think that he's a little better than that. And and I agree with you guys on the list of problems for the commanders. He doesn't make the top five problems in my mind. I think yeah. he's capable. 
Yeah, like he's not if in a tug of war between them them being good and them being bad, he's probably just refereeing it. Like he's yeah. not really in the game. He's teetering it. So some days he yeah. swings it, some days he goes the other way. Like the Seahawks yeah. day, he was good. So like you said, their schedule gauntlet and their franchise is genuinely always in a state of poverty. So we can just punt them back. That works out for me. Yeah. I was gonna make a case if we're arguing about franchises in their states, I don't know. Well, that's possible. That's not a bad one. I was going to say the Saints. Uh, they have uh, no future with yeah, minus they, 90 million yeah. in cap space next year. And I know they've been like captain on serious, but the early weeks, it's kind of a lion situation. They're relying on their defense. The last few weeks, their defense has vanished. They can't stop the run. They don't get generate any pressure. Teams just light them up every week. I there. And then, you know, in list of puzzling moves, of 2023 in all of life paying Derek Carr is, has got to be near the top because that was insane when it happened and it looks even dumber now. Yeah. I, I mean, he was would, getting booed yeah. for Taysom Hill. Like they're like, <laughs> give us Taysom. They didn't boo Andy Dalton or Trevor Simeon when they had them and they're booing Derek Carr. Yeah. This is, well, just, I, I mean, if he's, you make that much money, I think you deserve to be booed. Cannot advocate for this. I think they're unserious. I I can't advocate for putting them in poverty. I mean, they like they almost beat the Lions. No, 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 I don't think you can move them to poverty. But nor would I do that. But I do think they're in the bleakest situation uh, in the NFL. Like it's them. I would almost say like I I would maybe say like a, a like a Washington maybe or like a Carolina because they don't have their first round yeah. pick or something. But uh, just the the cap situation and the money they have tied up in these guys makes me makes me want to say. Uh, it's the Saints. Yeah, well, we're getting to like the Derek end. Derek Carr's not even fun. At least, like, Ian Book was kind of fun. <laughs> well, we're getting <laughs> to the end of the year here, and I just, they got, I don't think they're going to win the NFC South. I think they're worse than Atlanta, and I think they're worse than Tampa Bay, and they got the bleakest outlook in the NFL. So, to me, that's poverty. I think in a keeper, the poverty keeper league, maybe you would want to keep them poverty, but I think this year... Like I don't know, I don't know how much. Yeah, I can't. I, I still feel multi-year outlook. I can't. I still, yeah, that's what I'm saying. On like how their cap space is for 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. Point, I feel like point. the rankings are based on their on-field performance. <laughs> okay, good point. My bad. I shouldn't try to bake this stuff in. My bad. I tried to get a little bit too experimental there in the kitchen. Their GM would be would be poverty tier. <laughs> he would be. He yeah. set them up. He should quit like now. That would be like a 40 yep. chess move. It's like, oh, guys, I didn't do what I set out to do. And it would be disingenuous of me to stay. So, little yeah. Brad Tree Living, some would call that. Um, okay. Commanders down. I got everybody else can stay. Raiders always teetering, always teetering. They're lucky they're on by because I might have catch them sleeping in the mood I'm in today. Um, poverty tier. You know, you can make a case for some come-ups here. I'm just going to put Arizona. it out there. Yeah. Mm. I told you guys not to demote them. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Who was on the demotion? Was that me? Did was, I, say I that? think it was like lightly, All three of you guys, because I, I was yeah. definitely not on it. Alex was That's the one standing up saying they won two weeks ago. Um, so <laughs> he was definitely not on board. I That wasn't the one I was thinking of, to be honest. I was thinking the Bears. I think the Bears' defense is is not that bad, and I think they've played pretty good football in recent weeks. So, I, I mean, I'll say Kyle, Kyler Murray is uh, he's like leagues above every other quarterback, probably in poverty, and then maybe also in unserious. Yeah, um, outside of you know 
Justin Herbert. And then, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he put up six on that top five Patriots defense today. Um, <laughs> Kyler Murray is good, and uh, that Trey McBride is is crazy good. He's a, quite a weapon. They actually have something there. That's a nice little one-two punch yeah. they've built on. So he's an angry guy. Yeah, I, I kind of regret moving them down. Me too. I kind of like seeing them get that win today. Was kind of like, damn, like they're actually still in there. Like the team yeah. that we just we believed in and that's what I'm saying. Through to the wolves. So yeah. okay, it's I, like the ex that you loved and you just you know you were so good to and then you just broke up and then now they're just thriving. Yeah, it's tough to see. It is. Okay, they and, can come and, back. and they played to their identity. Would you not say they played freaking hard? Two delays, <laughs> bad weather, Steelers. In, like in Pittsburgh, I mean, just a good old fashioned. I mean, we, we hit it on Gannon. I didn't watch the game, but he might have outcoached Tomlin today. I think. Uh, wow. I think that's a heat take for one, but I <laughs> okay. do think that he did. A, I'm in on that. I think he did a hell of a job because, like Alex said, two weather delays trying to get the guys motivated still. Um, clearly, they they believe him. Clearly, they've got the trust. They've got the fire in their belly, as he would say. So. I'm good. Let's put him back up in unserious. The uh, the Steelers receivers and and keep them. There. And, and keep them. I, I I really think I know we're five weeks out, but I think we should make a commitment to not move the Cardinals. Okay, at least down anymore. Let's yeah. let's let's try to glue them down. That was just the classic Cardinal win. It really was a good old fashioned Cardinal win. Yeah, yeah, a good old fashioned Cardinal win. Classic Cardinal win, and yeah. classic Deontay Johnson and George Pickens doing a whole choreographed touchdown celebration <laughs> while they were down two touchdowns with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter to a two-win team. That was another classic today. They're definitely That's a serious. classic. Like, they've been nailing that touchdown celebration all week long. They're like, nah, dude, like, we got to do it. We got to do it. Like, next week we have a different one planned. Like, if we want to do it, we got to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think things are looking pretty tough for the Steelers. I think they have, they've done this whole thing like we can tame wild personalities because we did it with Antonio Brown, but I think those two are a little too wild. I think we, maybe those guys need to go because they're a little bit they run a little bit hot. And I'm reading that Kenny Pickett's going under the knife, so I don't think he's going to be back this season. I think I think we're just kind of cooked. So it'd if, be kind of raw if the Steelers could maybe just draft a wide receiver um, that actually has like good like character and stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't really have a doubt that they they can't develop uh, wide receivers because they can. Yeah, they should do the like, like, maybe make it a little easier on yourself by actually developing a guy that has some like good qualities. Yeah, Rome seemed like a good guy to me. Well, I think he's going to be going about I think he's fifteen going, like, top picks five. before us. So <laughs> that's a good suggestion, though. Maybe we could target Marvin Harrison Jr. while we're at it. I don't know. Um, I <laughs> do we want to do the Bears or no? Am I alone? No. You're alone. No. You might be alone. I need another week of substance. We made fun of the Josh Sweat trade. Montez. Is that Montez. Name? Montez. Montez. Sweat is great on the trade, Niners, right? I didn't make fun of that. Yeah, you didn't make fun of it, but we made fun of it. Um, and it's kind of working. Well, I mean, I I'd still like the thirty fourth pick in the draft, and I could have him for free <laughs> in the summer. But yeah, and I'm not sure exactly what it's working. Like what goal it's working for? Well, he looks yeah. great. Worsening their own pick. Yeah, it's working for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But he is good. He is good. He's very good. Yeah. Maybe they were just one pass rusher away from being a six-win team this whole time. (laughs) They wanted to surround Fields with a winning culture. They still have the first pick. (laughs) 
well, well they also they yeah. signed him for long-term deal so he'll be there for the this future allegedly future adam team. allegedly they have the first pick i don't know <laughs> yeah fishy fishy stuff going on there just ask cowherd dude it's not exactly coming up that way <laughs> <laughs> as the screen is being shown but we did get a carolina cover the new coach cover yeah did, any, did anybody here watch a second of that I saw I the cover. Rashad White was uh, about to run it in, and he went down. Oh, shit. I was lost for the full f- first half. <laughs> no, wow. even on red zone. Why the new coach <laughs> stuff Wait, was just automatic? <laughs> Why were you watching that instead of Niners Eagles? Because I have the TSN app, but some games don't work, um, or it doesn't have them. And so I, that one it did have, so I was watching that one. Well, if that was the only one available to me, I would personally probably just do something else. Yeah, I, just, I mean, Loaded. I wanted to see what was up. Loaded. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's good. I don't see any other movers there. It, honorable mention, the Patriots-Chargers game. I, that might have <laughs> Yeah. If I was there, I would have left in like the first half for sure. That was so bad. And my boy Austin Eckler is turning into my favorite player in the league. 14 carries, 18 yards. Longest rush of the day, four yards. This guy is <laughs> unbelievable, dude. Oh, man. Every time I flipped to them on red zone, he was dropping a, a check down too. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, he had one catch or something like that. He did not outrush the Oral-B dental floss again. I think this is the third week in a row <laughs> that he fell short of the 43-yard dental floss. Okay, so something I think we haven't touched on enough um, in regards to the Chargers is Justin Herbert. No, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I listened to the boys' podcast after, and yeah, it was it was good. Your Justin Herbert stuff was uh, nice and nice and good. Yeah, well, I was I was watching with my dad for the first half, for some of that game. It just popped on the red zone, and he goes, "Wow, you guys sure talked about Herbert quite a bit on Wednesday." I was like, "Yeah," and that was my takeaway too. <laughs> Well, I was just getting frustrated, <laughs> and the people were out there again today. Well, yeah. he is, you know, he is like a very polarizing person. Yeah, you can't not talk about Justin Herbert. Yeah, he's he's so dynamic. Well, you can, you can probably. We probably <laughs> we probably should do ourselves a favor and not talk about him for a while. But don't think I didn't notice the people tweeting out the Quentin Johnson video today. Like that wouldn't have been like one of his seven first downs. Don't think I didn't. Yeah, notice. it started to get a bit annoying. Not that I'm a big Justin Herbert fan, but everybody's like, it's getting a bit whiny on Twitter a little bit. Yeah. What, Quentin Johnson had another drop or what? Oh, Quentin Johnson had another brutal He had drop. like a, it was in his hands and he intentionally threw it at the ground almost. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh boy. like it was a pretty bad one. So I did wow. see it. But again, I mean, instead the score would have been nine to zero instead of six to zero had he <laughs> caught that so let's maybe hold our horses a little bit i do love austin eckler though my guy is just so dynamic I, I i hope they keep starting him every week just keep running him out there he's sick so yeah yeah but yeah Chargers should be cutting some people <laughs> yeah i think like their coach kellen moore eckler, quentin johnston maybe the gm kellen moore would be good Kellen Moore promotion would be good. Oh, no, I heard no, Sorry, per- sorry, Demo. Sorry, cut. Well, cut, you know, I cut. heard the Panthers are thinking of uh, getting Kellen Moore as the head coach next year. Yeah, that would wow, be. Wow, that is so Panthers. That so. is. I know. <laughs> the hot Go candidate ahead, three years ago. That's sick. One thing I appreciated about the, the snippets of that game that I caught is that, like, at least Bailey Zappi likes to, he likes to air it out. 
Yeah. Because he was taking all types of shots down the field. Well, what happened if they scored zero points? Well, they got dropped or they were overthrown or underthrown or intercepted. (laughs) But it's exciting to see a guy step up and just just fling it. (laughs) I guess. England. You know, I saw this thing today. They're like, Khalil Mack gets to the quarterback as he continues his great season. And I'm like, has has it been that great? Like, I really I can't remember hearing about him once. And then about an hour later, a tweet popped up. You know, sometimes they just pop up. And it's the new league leader in sacks is Khalil Mack with 15. It's like, oh, good. The Chargers are wasting another superstar talent. Great season. Uh, I mean, six of those came in, like, one game against the Raiders or something. And, like, heat, Alex. I'm not yeah, he did have be- like five, yeah. Or something. I'm not a big believer in sacks, personally. Wrong. That's kind of my take. But. Was the, this was a JC Jackson revenge game? But no. I don't know if he did no. anything. Yeah, the revenge was. Is, wasn't he a there. healthy scratch? He didn't make the trip oh, to Germany is, that one time. Oh, that yeah. is so he. Hey, Bill, <laughs> hot tip. I think you could have got him for much less in free agency when they released him a week later. I think you could have waited it out. Hot tip. But yeah, that's the helmets. Anything else you want to. Uh, Hit in the football landscape today. I guess obviously the college football. Yeah, college football playoff is set. Honestly, great set of games. Like, I don't know who's not going to be tuning in for those. Those are four really good ones. I do feel like ultimately, and I don't know if this is too in depth college football, I think FSU got hosed at at 13 and 0. Really? Yeah, 13 and 0. I think you got to be there. And I know they're down to their third string, but like their coach said, What's the point in playing the games, man? Like, at that point, they won their conference championship. They played two out-of-conference games against SEC teams away from home and won them both. They have as good of a resume as anybody. I get they don't have their quarterback, but at some point... Who would you replace them with? I don't think... I don't think... Like, I think Alabama's better than Texas, even though Texas beat Alabama. I would have gone FSU over Texas. I know the committee can't justify not taking Texas and taking Alabama because of the head-to-head result, but... Yeah, that kind of defeats your, your the point you just made of what's the point of playing the games if, you, if you're not taking Texas. And to say they have just as good of a resume as anybody, I think it discounts the fact that they they haven't really played. I mean, their record is... is You know, they've won games against pretty bad schools, right? Like, I think you could make the case Georgia has a better resume. Alabama has a better resume. Texas has a better resume. Oregon has a better resume. But like, oh, I think well, Oregon, I think undefeated no. doesn't mean you yeah, have a RG3 resume. might have a point. Well, RG3, RG3 saying Washington and Oregon need to both be in the playoffs when Oregon lost to Washington twice is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. But Although Oregon, I think, is better. I think Oregon probably smacks uh, Florida State. Maybe, but I just... I, I think 13 and 0, you just kind of, in a, in a Power Five conference, I don't think you can not take that team. I think, well, it's, like, like we said with Caleb, this is, you know, this is kind of the issue with college football. Yeah. Well, this is the issue with how they set up the four team playoff. Yes. Cause every couple of years, somebody gets hosed. But, you know, Ohio State won with their third string quarterback. Like, who's to say FSU couldn't do that? Like, uh, to me, I think you're, you're depriving them of the chance. And, you could also not take Alabama. Alabama barely, if they don't hit the fourth and 31 two weeks ago, they're definitely not going. Like they almost lost to that crap Auburn team. So I don't, you know. They're Alabama though. So that I feel like it's a little biased, no? And they also beat Georgia who hadn't lost in like 27 games or something. I know, but I'm just saying, I, I just, I, I think that there's arguments you can make that FSU should have been I just, one of those. Like what is the, what is the point of the playoff? Like, is it, 
to have the four most deserving teams or is it to have the four best teams? Because if it's the four most deserving, then certainly FSU should be in there. But if it's the four best teams, I think it's hard to say that Florida State is better than probably, you know, any of the top eight teams. Like, I don't know if they're even better than Ohio State. Yeah, I, I, the Florida State beating Louisville really messed everything up because then somebody, no matter what, was going to get hosed. Because probably, it, it might not have been me, but somebody could have come on here and said Alabama got got screwed not making it because they played better football than Texas the last eight weeks, even though that they lost to them. And somebody was going to get it no matter what. Once those once Alabama beat Georgia and once FSU beat Louisville, somebody was going to get the short. Uh, somebody was going to get a raw deal. So well, I guess the expansion then is better when you take it into consideration and look at it from this point of view, right? Yeah, I think so. If 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 you want to get rid of the who's getting hosed debate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it works. I was going to say, and then teams are just, it's going to, this is going to be further incentive to te- for teams to just uh, sort of gravitate towards like the sec um, or other more, you know, basically the sec, right? Like conferences that, that have tougher competition and are more. Well, no offense to uh, the United States of America, but, I I follow a Canadian university sports pretty well, and I feel like we have it kind of right. Like we just have our conferences. The best team from each conference goes to the playoffs, and you know it's like that is actually just normal. Very, it just works normally. Yeah, it's normal and <laughs> why makes can't a lot they of just sense. do that? Because like the whole case, out of like division stuff, you go out and play someone else from a non-conference, and then that's the whole thing. That's the whole problem, I think, is when you're going out and playing someone that's not in your conference, and then you're weighing that match or game more than like another one. Well, that's what FSU's coach was saying. He was saying we went and played LSU at Death Valley, and we won. And we didn't have to take that game. And if we're not going to make the playoffs anyway with an undefeated record, what's the point in us taking that game? And let's play Appalachian State or something. Yeah. yeah. I think this is like kind of an extraordinary, well, maybe not that extraordinary, but I don't think this is super typical circumstance. I think in a normal year where your quarterback doesn't get hurt. Like I think if Jordan Travis plays the last two or three games or whatever it is, he, they make the playoff. So I think it's fair, fair to say there were some other circumstances at play. Yeah, fair, I understand that. And, and probably... This is probably the best case for Florida State, honestly, because they probably get walked in the one four against Michigan, and now they get to say they got screwed, and you know they were the yeah, last yeah. victims of the CFB. So that's that's uh, probably a win for them in the long term because it wouldn't have gone that way. But yeah, seeing Washington and Texas though is nice. Like I like seeing some teams in the playoff that I haven't seen in a bit. Yeah, I, oh. obviously you see Alabama all the time, and we've seen Michigan in the last few years. But seeing you know what you know what my question nice. is. Who's the person in the who's the Michigan? Who's the person in the room at Michigan watching the stream and recording their reactions to them uh playing Alabama? And he records the reactions and then he posts it online. Like wouldn't that wouldn't that be someone on the team and that was like a terrible reaction? Why are you posting that on the internet? I think every team well, had a camera set up for watching the show cuz I saw the FSU video too. So I think it was just like a for the show thing. Yeah, I would I would not be posting that video online if I'm Michigan. That was kind of telling. I mean, just because they were not shocked or what they I were like pissed. They were like, yeah, they oh were, no, we have to play Alabama. Like they would have clearly rather played Florida State, obviously. Right. Yeah. Which means right. the committee got the right it right. Pick. Yeah. If you're <laughs> yeah. asking yeah. But it, again, this this boils down to the deserving or better games thing, which has just never really been 
clarified. Oh, my question too is if they do have the expanded playoff, does that mean the regular season gets shortened or does, does do the teams just play more games? Extra games. Yeah, that's interesting. It's a yeah. lot of uh, football. More money. Yeah, I don't like that. I, I just hate that everything now is more games and it's so annoying and I, I just don't like the direction. I get that people want to, it's a business and people want to keep making as much money as they can, but just this whole game, like you look at like soccer, oh my God. It's, I don't know how some of these guys survive. It's college football's getting more games. I feel like, I don't know what the NBA is going to do, but you know, I feel like everyone wants more games and it's, it's, it's annoying. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be an interesting thing, this 12 team, because you can also, I think it's going to work, but I think you can also make the argument like part of what made this year so good and what makes this top four so interesting is that it was just four and that they, it was a pretty tight race for all those teams to get in there and they all had sweats the last couple of weeks about actually going or not. So I don't know. Does that exist in a 12 team playoff? Probably not. Ohio State, Michigan certainly has less stakes. Then it's gonna be like no way, like Liberty, like they were like ten and two, like they, they didn't get into the twelve team playoff. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but I feel like we're gonna hear some of those stories too. Yeah, I, I hear the people who say, okay, you take a little bit off Ohio State, Michigan. It's still gonna be played and it's still gonna matter because it's gonna be for the bye. But now the focus is more on your Tennessee, Missouri game because that's a twelve and a fourteen, and it makes the i don't know more teams more relevant but i don't know i do like the the sort of importance and the big feel that those games have because they're playoff games even when they're not playoff games they're playoff games with 3 weeks left in the season they're with 6 weeks left in the season you just know they're going to end up mattering it's interesting if you'd want to see like where uh FSU would stack up against Oregon i think when you guys said they they'd get cooked uh, by Oregon but you know, or, or I don't know, whatever, whatever team, you know, you're feeling good about and they get in, you want to see how they match up. So I guess that that's an interesting thing too. Any, uh, if he's signed by Thursday on any, any Blue Jay Otani takes or what do you? Well, if he's signed by Thursday, you can, you might as well just they start printing the t-shirts now. That's emergency pod. That is emergency material. pod. Yeah, that is, that's okay. Yeah. That's emergency pod for sure. 100%. That would be like one of the biggest moments I could imagine in like sports ever. Like Canadian that would sports be sports history for sure. For in my, like what I care about when it comes to sports, that might be number one. That would be in, insane. Yeah. I think I'd honestly throw up. Like if I saw the tweet that he oh, signed. Man. Wow, that would be. I'm so not even good. joking. I think I'd have vomit on my shirt. Biggest like, moment in sports history is a, is a bit of. A I, I mean, like in my in my personal for like, Owen for personal Owen. importance. Yeah, 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 I'm. There's other. It other. would be top ten Canadian sports history for sure. That would be like uh, one of those, you know, like Canadian like Canadian history heritage moments. You know yeah. those commercials that they. Where were you when? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it would hit like crack. I'd tell my kids about it. I'd get a jersey so quick too. Oh, who yeah. wouldn't? I would get one too. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, what's not to love, dude? I I, th- I think at that point it'd be like you you kind of have to get a jersey just because so many people would have one, and then it'd be like you don't have an Otani jersey. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, that'd be so amazing. That would make. Oh man, I'm I'm praying it happens. Even Soto would be nice. Can you imagine that we Even we get Soto. both? That's not gonna happen. He, he but that wouldn't happen. But, but can I you imagine know. though? Man, 
Like that one year where they were together. Oh. It would be raw. And then Vlad has a resurgent, like a, a 2021 I, year. I don't think he'll be there in that scenario, but we can <laughs> we can just keep dreaming. Oh, Owen's cooking up a $3 billion payroll. Yeah. <laughs> so like Vladdy plays really out of his mind. We pay him. Yeah. This is like when you're out of his mind. Is, we pay him too. This is like when your team yeah. is losing by seven and you have them minus 15 against the spread in overtime and you're cooking up the scenarios. Yeah. yeah. Man. And we win like seven World Series in a row. Yeah. And the Yankees are really bad at the deadline. They said, you know what? Take Aaron Judge. Just take him. <laughs> Owen, I asked, I asked Phil this. Who, who would be my best bet to turn notifications on in regards to breaking the Otani news? I know Phil said it was pretty random. He told yeah. me Jeff Passan, but that's like the guy it would be Passan. Morosi's usually good on that too, but Passan's probably the guy. Like he's yeah. probably the most reliable because there, there's some other guys that might break it faster, but it's going to be less reliable. Like there's this guy named Hector who's yeah, known... yeah, yeah, yeah. That isn't that the guy that said we were going to get a Brady Freeman, and yeah, I think he Ramirez too. But he also oh, he also broke legit news. Like he broke the Chapman news, the Barrios news, which is why it's like you might. You might get it from him, but it also just could be just totally fake. Yeah. Those guys are the worst, though. They yeah. are. You will absolutely nail something, and then you're like, ah, like, what do I do here? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I celebrate this yet? Is it heat? Like, what do I do? Remember when John Heyman just said, Aaron Judd's Giants done, or something like that? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, no way, dude. Like, they actually got him. And like a day later, they're like, that's actually not going to happen. He was wrong. It's like, oh, yeah. nice. Good to know. I mean, the Scoops game is crazy, though. People will, it's, it's just a mad dash. It's like a, a like a Black Friday rush to the to the, get the $700 TV. <laughs> yeah, back in like scoop. 2011. Yeah. Well, shout, yeah. Out, shout out JJ Watt, who broke the news on the Zach Ertz release. Oh, I know God. you were loving that, Phil. Taking up a new career path. You know, it's starting to get to that point in the year where I start uh, doing all the prep for the end of the year pod that we've got to do. So I start going back and digging through old tweets and stuff. And I found that old JJ Watt tweet when Tom Brady retired, where he was like, congrats on a great career. Been an honor to play with you. P.S. At the retirement home, new guy buys drinks. It's like, oh, good. You're going to make this one about yourself, too. So... (laughs) I just, I can't with J.J. Watt. When I saw the Zach Ertz tweet, it was really just, my eyes were rolling into the back of my head. I just, I can't. Yep, agreed. Anyway, in honor of National Cookie Day, I saw Subway is now selling foot-long cookies. Uh, oh, man. That I'm was, okay. Alex is passing. I do anything for that. People forget that Alex had a bad experience at Subway. Subway. What is this bad experience? <laughs> It's in the highlights of last year's show, and come on. We said, do I, you, I'm vaguely remembering it. We said, do you like Subway? And I said, no, nah, man, used to. <laughs> and Owen yeah. went, oh, bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. I've been seeing this footlong cookie news for a while, but like I was under the impression that it was only U.S. It's it only in Toronto. Been... I looked it up. Mm. Oh, Toronto. Oh. Heat. Oh, oh, check out the new Chipotle in Calgary. I kind of hit it up to the boys and let them know about. Oh my god, we're only like two I, months. I just late. felt like I was in the U.S. while I was waiting in, in line. It was amazing, dude. I like Chipotle <laughs> a lot. I used to get it whenever I would go to the U.S. It's really good. They had one in Vancouver for a while that I went to once. It's. I don't want to hate, but is it really that different than Mucho Burrito, dude? No. Oh yeah. Not really. Yeah. Oh, 
Dude, I don't know. Mucho it's so much tastier good. than mucho. What's the uh, how much are you dropping on a, a, a for a single person at a Chipotle? I don't know, like with a drink and maybe <laughs> he's trying to justify it right now. I don't know. You know, if you that get doesn't drink, matter. I I, I kind of just tap the visa, dude. I I don't. You know, but you, I'm just curious. Charge just me like they could I charge go. me forty dollars. They could double charge me by accident, and I probably wouldn't blink. We're getting a Krispy Kreme in Edmonton too. There's News one in Calgary. Wow. Cried. There is one in Calgary. I've been Cried. to it. What? There's a yeah, Krispy Kreme in Calgary? Tears. Yeah, dude. Is there? It's by Sunridge Mall. I don't know if Krispy Kreme is that like. No, it's I not. It I gotta be honest. I like a Tim Hortons, especially. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say. Tim Hortons is, is, is really good. Way better. Yeah. Well, if you want to get like a good donut, you can go to like an actual donut spot. Like Krispy Kreme oh, is just brother. Like... Yeah, and pay what? My arm and leg. Adam. Yeah. An actual yeah. donut spot. He's going. Where are you going? What's that donut place in K- Hoopla or whatever? I don't. I don't yeah, know that yeah. many, but Hoopla's, there's, there's Hoopla, multiple. Hoopla donuts are the best. <laughs> there's but multiple in the city, and they're all like I'm sure they're all yep. way better than Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Well, ten. 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 Raw. We'll be back Thursday morning making picks. That Patriots-Steelers game is going to be so bad, but the Eagles-Cowboys is going to make up for it. And soon, I don't think not this weekend, but the one after, we get Saturday games. I think Saturday games are coming back. That's exciting. I love Saturday games. Very good. And next Monday night is a good old-fashioned doubleheader. They put two on. Yeah, I love a Monday night doubleheader. Two on Monday night, and you're going to get even more excited when I tell you that it's Packers at Giants and Titans at Dolphins. A couple really good games. So people are going to be loving that. The ratings are going to be through the roof. But yeah, anyway, we'll be back Thursday. Have a good start to your week.